Welcome everyone to the Progressive Podcast, the podcast that will help you progress your health and fitness goals, enabling you to enjoy life more by having a healthier and more active lifestyle. I'm your host, Aaron Williams, and I'm sat today with my co-host, Luke Lamont. And on today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to overcome seven common health and fitness barriers. So Luke, we'll get straight into it. You're all right, we know that. So, first health and fitness barrier we find a lot is a lot of people tend to say time. Um, So, just elaborate on what they mean by this is a barrier uh, within their time and and then things that come under that as well. Cool. So, a lot of people find it time restrictive in terms of training, so actually getting to the gym and training, or maybe it's the food prep side of things, so they, they find it time restraining to, to be able to have that time to prepare food and meals and plan um, sort of what they, they're gonna do that week or that day even. Um, and then I suppose there's even lack of time on the education front as well, they haven't got time to, to educate themselves on what to do and why they should be doing it. And, perhaps how, how they could improve what they're already currently doing. Um, but you know, education is something that we'll cover later on anyway, in another point. Um, but in terms of like time to train and stuff, you know, there's all sorts of solutions. Um, you know, there's, there's homework else people could be doing, there's things on YouTube that people could be copying or doing along with. Um, there's ways of going about actually exercising in the gym that may normally take an hour but you can actually condense it down to half an hour 30 minutes whatever just by taking out rests by supersetting you know by maybe using a, um, a crossfit style approach you know rather than maybe like a bodybuilding style where you're having doing a set of an exercise and resting for a minute or two minutes then doing a follow set you know if you've done like a crossfit style or circuit style it's back to back you know, you could go from an upper body exercise to a lower body exercise and keep alternating and not rest because you like to rest it while your upper body's resting. Yeah. Sure, your cardiovascular health will improve from that and it will take a toll on that as it goes through the session. You know, you will be out of breath, you will get tired, but that's what we're here for and it's fitness. Um, so there are ways about going about training, you know, and time restraints with that. Yeah. Something, something you said, uh, which is pretty good, was the home workout part like I think when people think about training they think about coming to the gym so going out their way to go to the gym um, and it doesn't have to be like that like you said it doesn't have to be that hour long session either to get a full workout in it could be half an hour at home yeah and just find a space at home and do like a bodyweight circuit for half an hour that's you're not going out of your way to go somewhere specific for it, you're doing it in the comfort of your own home, and it's not taking you that long out of, out of your day. Yeah, I mean, another thing as well, I suppose, when it comes into, the whole thing is a sort of barrier, it's like people with families, you know, they've got kids and stuff like that. Um, but I always drag a kid on a power walk, you know, I do it often. Um, I overtake my son who's seven on a scooter. You know, there's been a time where he's been on his bike and I've jogged alongside him. My daughter, she's now one, you know, I throw her on my shoulders and just go for a two mile walk over on my shoulders. Yeah, it aches, but I'm alive. 
So yeah. like, there's ways around it. You can do home workouts at home, getting them involved. Again, I've done that. When Isaiah was a baby, you know, she was not even one. She was like still. She stuck in a little chair, gave her a few toys. She just wriggled whilst me and Ellie trained. Yeah. Libby was in and out doing the training session. Who was six, seven at the time, you know. So home workouts with families to get people involved in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's ways around it. You know, when it comes to the food prep side of things as well, you know, it's it's time into your health. I guess the training as well. You're putting time aside for your health to live longer. So again, can you can you make three meals when you cook your tea? You know, you don't have to cook individually each meal, just put cook. If there's a set time each week that you've got, maybe a Sunday morning or something like that, can you set aside two hours and do a little cooking? Or just cook twice as much in the evening, which is what I tend to do. And then the flip side to that as well, you know, I put a post out this morning on Instagram and it was like, I use, because my diet started today, I've restricted calories quite a bit, so I'm careful on what calories I use. Today I've used packet rice, platics, uh, microwave rice, which for 250 grams is something like, I think it's like 400 calories, 420 calories. Whereas if I cooked that rice myself, it would have been 300 calories. So there's 120 gram calorie difference there. Yeah. So you could go and buy the food, but you're gonna use more calories, which then could hinder your progress further along the line or your adherence further along the line. But yeah. I wasn't in a place at the weekend to be able to cook the rice. So I had to make that sacrifice. Um, I'm sure by the end of the day, I'll be making sure that I cook my rice because I'll be wanting those extra two, 300 calories. Yeah. I'm gonna have two packets today, so I'm gonna be quite restrictive with my calories. And because of that, I'll make sure that I do it. Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, so move on. Second barrier um, for a lot of people is motivation. Um, same again, just to elaborate more on what we mean by that. Yeah, I mean, people say that you haven't got the motivation to get started or they haven't got the motivation to keep going even. Um, and it's often because they, they haven't got the motivation to start because they want they know that they're not going to see instant results. And people give up after a while because they lack motivation because they're not seeing quick enough progress or quick enough results or even any progressive results. And I think that people, I think, have got to understand is that you're not always going to get that instant progress or instant result when it comes to health and fitness purely because we're all created differently we're all doing different things you might be slightly wrong in what you're doing you know because obviously yeah you're not going to be able to nail it down to a team because it's not a profession it's not their their educated background and stuff like that it's you know it's our lives we, we've got a better guess at it than most people because what we do every day so you know you're going to make mistakes um, and i think social media plays a big part in people's progress because they see how well other people are doing via social media and then they compare themselves and think ah fuck, what's the point yeah um, and then you've got people who lack motivation when it comes to like they need to watch a motivational video or a song or a speech um, and you know there's nothing wrong with that but that's normally short-lived um, you know, you can listen to it a few times and actually get bored of it. So, yeah. what you need to find is some some sort of internal motive, internal drive. So, obviously, for me, it's keeping healthy, fit, active to live longer, so I can be with my kids more. 
because I know if I die, I'm going to cause them pain by them not having a dad, and I'm not going to have an influence on their life that you know kids need. Um, I'm going to cause my girlfriend upset as well, and I don't want to do that. So for me to keep myself healthy, keep myself in check, to keep myself going, I need to look after what I eat, look after the way I train, and make sure that I'm looking after myself to be able to look after them. Yeah. So it's having, I guess it's having something to care for. And a bit of self-esteem as well, you know, a lot of people lack self-esteem. Um, and I think if, if they worked on themselves a bit more, they'd feel a lot better about themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to that like external motivation of people like uh, listening to videos and reading quotes and stuff like that, um, it tends to only last for the, for the time that you're watching the video and then you put your phone down and you forget about it straight away. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, just reiterating the point really, um, in finding your own internal motivation, like, and most of the time it it is there, yeah. even if you have to really think about it. Um, yeah. Usually it's unhappiness with where where you are at the moment. Um, with a lot of weight loss goals, um, a lot of people tend to be unhappy that they're not at the certain weight they, they want to be at or they don't look the way they want to look. Um, but you can't, like Luke said, we can't be comparing ourselves constantly to people on social media. Obviously we know around social media, the lies and the highlights that are on, on there. Um, so if you are struggling with finding an internal motivation, get a pen and paper, write down what your goal is, and write down a few whys for why you want to achieve that goal. What's important in life. Yeah. Um, and that'll give you a lot more motivation than a speech about how hard you've got to train. Yeah, I mean, I was guilty as fuck years ago. You know, I used to watch his speeches, ironically, or you know, listen to like some sort of speech or watch some sort of video on a Sunday night, you know, just before I went to sleep in bed. And I'd be like, yes, that's it, I'm getting up tomorrow morning, even earlier, I'm gonna go for a run, or I'm gonna go do sprints, or I'm gonna go and train early in the morning. And I'd be up all night thinking about it, getting excited because I was super fucking motivated right there. And then Monday morning came around, a lot went off, I like full of snooze. <laughs> so I was like, it, it, it didn't happen. And that happened so often. It happened for years, it happened for weeks, throughout those years, and it never happened. So around that, what might have been a smarter thing to do was because the very early morning wasn't a doable time for me, perhaps planned it a bit better and used it used it in the evening at some point. You know, planned it in the evening rather than actually planned it to do it that morning. Because because I planned on doing it that morning and I skipped it, my then my head wasn't right, can I do it in the evening? It was oh fuck I've failed. I yeah. skipped it. So if I was a bit smarter, if I could tell the old me now, what well, I probably wouldn't say because I've learned from mistakes, but what I would say to somebody else is look at a time that you can do and plan for it man. So if you can't do it uh, early mornings, you know, plan for the, for the evenings. Perfect. Um, so next is tiredness. Um, and probably everyone's been guilty of this one before. Yeah, I mean, you have a long day at work, stressful day in work, and people, you know, are tired. The last thing they think they want to be able to do is 
come to the gym and put in effort to exercise. Ironically, if you do that, you'll actually feel a lot better. You probably feel a lot more energetic going home, um, purely because you'll have a release of endorphins, which will make you feel good, will make you feel happy, and it'll probably ease a little bit of stress. Um, another one to work on tightness as well is to get outside, especially now. Springs here, summer's coming, it's hot, it's sunny, the sun's out more. You need that vitamin D, it will give you energy. Um, so ideally get outside as often as you can. Um, what I tend to do in the afternoon is, once I've finished work, if I've been up really early, I'll go for a walk, even I'm knackered, because it will alert me, it will wake me up. Because like I say, I've been indoors all day, all morning, um, and then getting that sunshine on me just makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Um, caffeine, people tend to rely on caffeine a lot, which can be a bit of a false stimulant, in my opinion. I mean, it's good for training purposes, and it's great in first thing in the morning, because coffee tastes great first thing in the morning, but to rely on it throughout the day to make yourself awake, feel good, then I'd say that's not a good thing to do because you need to look at other areas of your life, your sleep, your nutrition, and your training. Yeah, so just before you move on, um, people that rely on caffeine heavily and tend to drink it throughout the day, it may not feel like the effects of it, um, but, it is still in the system, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so those people that, and if you're one of those people, maybe reevaluate it. If you are fe waking up feeling tired the next day, um, if you're having a coffee before you go to bed, and being like, well, it doesn't affect me. I can go straight to sleep after a coffee. The caffeine's still in your system, and it does affect you. If it affects your sleep, it may not affect you getting to sleep, but it affects your quality of sleep while you're sleeping. So the next morning, you'll wake up tired, straight back on the caffeine, and it's just a vicious circle, it just keeps going <coughs> around and around and around. Um, I tend to try and make sure that I'm not, I don't have any any big dose of caffeine after after two o'clock. If I can help it, 12 o'clock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely after two, if I, can if I can make sure I don't have any caffeine. I mean, one of the best things I've done is I used to drink three coffees a day alongside three teas a day, caffeinated tea. And one of the best things I've done was I cut down completely. I went to decaf tea, which I might have for two, two a day um, in the winter, one a day maybe in the summer. And then I'll have one coffee in the morning when I wake up and that's it. That's all caffeine again, except if the train. I'll have a caffeinated drink before a train, but the training will kind of undo that like because you're training and um, you'll have that you'll use that energy like Aaron says it'll still be in your system but it will be a lower sort of impact on you because you've trained so again yeah cut off times you want six to eight hours ideally um, but I was speaking to a client of mine who's um, who's Greek and that, that's important because they, they drink coffee heavily um, and she was like, I need to cut down. I felt so much better without it. And she was going on about, she was drinking eight cups a day, sorry. And she's on about going cold turkey. I was like, instead of going cold turkey, because you will get the headaches, like as you did last time. If you're having eight a day, why not skip every one? So go to four. So if you have them in set sort of time, say every three hours, why not have one every six hours or every five hours? And then work it down that way, rather than going from eight to 
to one or to zero, yeah. go from eight to four or five and then cut down that way, just because those headaches are unbearable or horrible. Um, and you, you probably will need the caffeine for a little bit, but if you take up, if you take yourself off it sort of slowly, it does help massively. Um, when I said that you need to sort your sleep and nutrition and your training out, obviously you need more sleep, you need better quality sleep, because then you won't be relying on stimulants to keep you awake throughout the day. If you're a parent, then it's kind of like, okay, good luck. Um, but try and still cut down on the caffeine. You know, I don't get much sleep, but caffeine isn't something that I don't want to run on. I feel so much better about it and more energetic, ironically, because I'm not getting these crashes. Nutrition, um, you're probably looking at like getting more nutrients into your diet, so more vegetables, more fruits, um, less, uh, less um, processed foods, so that you're getting more nutrients out of like carbohydrates and fats as well rather than the bulk of your calories coming from um, chemicals and processed foods, you will benefit a lot more and be a lot more energetic by eating these, say, natural foods. Uh, and then training, just training um, regularly, you know, it's the most um, natural form of medicine, if you like. Yeah, perfect. Um, so next barrier we tend to find is money. Um, so just elaborate on this, this will be the last point of uh, part one. Cool, so last one then is money and there's all sorts of things with this one. So it could be cost of meals, cost of coaching, even cost of going to the gym itself, um, the cost of acquiring knowledge, whether it's through courses or through um, hiring a coach or something like that. And I guess the only thing around that is YouTube's free, Google's free. You can get knowledge on there, you can get ideas on there. There's all sorts of recipes when it comes to foods. So you don't need to go out and buy a cookbook or recipe book or anything like that. Coaching, you can get online through YouTube and watch videos. Yes, it's not as good as actually getting a coach because no one can cue you. However, if that's the only option that you've got, then there's that. And then I guess the gym as well. We've already sort of covered this. You can do home workouts. You can do cardio outside rather than on a treadmill or a cross trainer or whatever. I mean, you can go for a walk or go for a run, jog, whatever. And then when it comes to sort of like strength training for no money, yeah, okay, you're not going to be able to really do strength training. But unless I, if that's your goal, you're going to find a way to get in the gym anyway, aren't you? Yeah. But in terms of keeping fit, maybe toning up a bit, losing a bit of fat, um, you can do that at home through body workouts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Luke said, um, cost of meals, uh, I did a post about this a few years ago, um, and how many people will buy a meal deal every day they're working? So three pound meal deal every day they're working. Um, and for that, for that money, you could make triple the amount of meals if you were just to, if you were just to prepare them beforehand. Yeah. You can make triple the amount of, of meals than you could have with the meal deals. So a lot of people say eating healthy is more expensive. But if you're buying things in bulk and preparing them throughout the week, it actually works out quite a bit cheaper overall. And then also you're eating more nutrient-dense foods as well. Um, like Luke said, YouTube, Google, Instagram's free. Um, 
there's so much there's so much information out there um, that you can get free of charge. Um, and then in terms of the gym, there's if you are looking at strength training, there's a lot of budget gyms now which aren't that aren't that much a month. Um, you can look at uh, around twenty, even even lower for some places, around twenty pounds a month um, for a gym that has got a lot of equipment in. Um, so you can do your strength training as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it comes down to what you really want. You know, if somebody really wants to buy a new car, they're gonna find a way of buying a new car. If somebody really wants to go on holiday, they're gonna find a way to go on holiday. And the same with like new clothes and stuff like that and nights out. People can afford these things and they find a way to afford these things because they really want to be able to do these things. You know, the same with health, eating healthier foods, the same with sort of getting a coach, the same with sort of training. You know, if you really want to do it, you'll find a way. You know, in the past, I've known people to give up paying their Sky bill each month in order to have PT. Not with me personally, but with a PT that I know. Um, and it's about what you really want, and it comes down again to your motivation, your internal drive, and why you really want it. You know, if you're, you know, if you've got a health problem, a severe health problem, like maybe you've got heart disease or um, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're diabetic or something like that, and in the, you know, you need to sort that out. What's going to be more important, your health or say going on holiday? You know, weigh up the two options. Sure, holidays are short term, you know, release, fix. A lot of people say they need a holiday. Do you really? Probably not. I'm guilty of saying I need one. Don't actually need one. But do you need that health? Yeah, you absolutely do. So again, it's sort of weighing up the pros and cons of each and one's an immediate return, one's a long term return and I'd always go for a long term return over an immediate, immediate return if it's going to be more health beneficial I mean. Perfect. Right guys, that is everything for part one. We're going to finish the other three points that we've got on next week's episode. So be sure to come back next week and listen to part two. So thank you for listening and remember, make being progressive a habit.